Well, good afternoon, good morning. Today is September the 30th, 2020. Uh, it's about 11.35 a.m. We're going to start putting uh, putting the book out. I'm going to get some of the uh, excerpts of this book. My new book, A Blue Sport. I'm going to start putting some of it out so people can understand what the book is all about. Uh, This book is dedicated. This book is dedicated to the brothers, the sisters, the moms, the dads, the children, the aunts, the uncles, the grandparents, the nephews, the nieces, and cousins that have lost their love, that have lost their loved ones, that have lost their lives due to the to the blue sport that is being played to kill and eliminate the people of color. When the Industrial Revolution began, there was a great effort to eliminate the old slave and to put the new slave to work. Suddenly, you were getting paid something for picking that cotton and you were called lazy, shiftless, no good bums. As time progressed and machines became more accessible, your black labor was obsolete and you became expendable. The more you, the more you learned, the more you wanted justice and all benefits that come with it. The more you edu the more you educated yourself, your people and yourself, the more you became a threat. Remember, jealousy is the mother of murder. In 1921, it was jealousy and hatred that caused the murder of black lives all over this nation, being self-sufficient building black schools, banks, hospitals, grocery stores, didn't sit too well. It didn't sit too well with the former slave master. Every time you pulled your boots up and found your way, master's children were right there to make sure that you fall and stumble. Then they put welfare on you. We're not going to we're not we're not going to get into all of that right now. No. We're not going to get into that, all of that. The biggest trick ever played on the black family. We're not going to get into that right now. They needed to do something because the enemy destroyed the black father. There were little black Wall Streets all over this nation. But it was the it was the enemy's jealousy and our longing and yearning to mingle with people that wanted us dead, hanging from a tree that killed that killed it. We watched our dads get castrated and hung in a tree. The next morning we would wake up, we woke up and sent our children to the same school. 
with the same people that committed the murder. We wanted, we wanted the same people that watched us burn at the picnic to teach our children in their schools. Man, we got to be crazy. We have awakened, but the damage is already done. Some of, some of us are awakened, but too many of us are aware of the situation and just don't see any hope in changing our condition. I have my reservations. I have my reservations about about that civil rights method. You know, teaching your children to sit in and get kicked in the face or spit on and kicked in the stomach for a cup of coffee at a, at a white restaurant. It's foolish. Showing a bully you can take a good ass whooping so he will let you <laughs> so he'll let you into his society. You know, let you sit on his bus. Let you eat in his place. Live in his neighborhood. This is an act of hazing. If you understand what hazing means, to join the game or fraternity, you have to get beat in, jumped in, beat up. You have to take punishment. Some people die to join. You know, some get crippled to join the to join the group. That is what we're that is what we were taught to do, to join Master and his children's society. Inspired this book was inspired by my sister. She said they shooting us down in the streets, and no one is doing anything about it. No justice or else. That, ins that inspired this book authored by Brother Jack. Brother Jack is my father. That's why I put the uh, Brother Jack in there because he's my um, he's my father. He was a pianist, and uh, even though I didn't grow up with him too much, you know we you know we grew up with him for a little while and. Um, and, you know, then there you go. They split up. Mom and dad split up. And so we back out on our own again with, with my mom being a single mother. But um, when you get the book, you'll actually know what Jack is. Jack is my actual biological father. And uh, the other man in the book, uh, I, I put it. I put his the, the two names uh, at the heading. Uh, there are people that really made a, a real difference in my life. Uh, Jack is my father, and Shorty is my grandfather. That's my maternal grandfather. So uh, I put them. I put them in there because it's, it's a, a way to remember them because they really um, they really put a lot put a lot into uh, into my being able to be here today at the age of fifty seven. Okay. I hope everybody enjoyed that little piece. But if you get a chance, you can go to uh, Books a Million, Books a Million, or go to uh, Barnes and Noble and just pull the book up. It's called A Blue Sport. Called A Blue Sport. It's the first part of a trilogy. My mission is one day to hopefully get it into uh, 
get it produced and get it into a movie. I think it's uh, very, very right on time today with uh, with us getting um, slaughtered in the streets today by these uh, by these uh, by this blue line. This blue line people don't want to cross. All right. Talk to you guys later. Okay, today is uh, October, October the 1st, 2020. Okay, I want to thank um, Kenneth F. Wright. Thank Kenneth F. Wright for helping to design. He designed the book cover of this book, A Blue Sport. I'm glad you guys could tune in again. We're just going to go through the acknowledgement. Do a quick acknowledgement page. That's on page seven. I want to thank all the people in my life that have been for me and those that have been against me. Your actions and inactions have inspired me to keep on striving. Even though we struggle every day with this devil, with this evil mind that is calling itself leader of the free world, we tend to keep on pushing and thriving to do better to do better the spirit to produce life worth living is not easy to maintain in a world like this led by devils we keep on going so there is no doubt in my mind as I pass on that we will be here in the end we will be the last people standing. In my opinion, it's just my opinion, MLK should have spent, yeah, in my opinion, MLK should have spent his valuable time building and reinforcing the black infrastructure uh, to force your way into a society that takes pride and enjoyment and seeing your black body hang and burn was a waste of time. Foolish and irresponsible to sell your black restaurant so you can eat next. It's crazy. So you can eat next to people that wants you dead is foolish. Hmm. To watch your parents hang and burn get raped and tortured then wake up the next morning and force your babies into a classroom where the same criminals you know they're the criminals but you're going to force your babies into these classrooms that's child abuse I'm, I'm not reading I'm just saying it from the from the acknowledgement from you know sometimes I just get lost I get I take off take off like a jet Thinking the grass was greener on the other side is why the black family is separated. Let's get these dry bones back together and not fall for the tricks again. All characters and events are strictly coincidental and are not meant to resemble or, or imitate 
any real person, place, or thing. And I sincerely uh, dedicated this to <coughs> to Jack. Jack is my my biological father. So when you read the book, you'll see sincerely Jack. That's my that's my father, Jack. Okay. So this is the this is on page nine, the first page, and it gets into the beginning of the book, the beginning of the the journey for the young man David Jr. And it starts. Dad's walking home from work. The truck broke down. Hmm. That damn truck. The starter needs replacing. I hate he has to walk wearing those dirty clothes. Makes him look, you know, look like a criminal or a bum. He got off at 5 p.m. He should have been home by now. It's 7.30 p.m. I get a call from, from the hospital that I need to come and identify a body. I scream at the top of my lungs to God in heaven and drop to my hands and knees. Ooh, tears of pain rolling down my face. I'm only 16 and my little sister is nine. My mom passed away from cancer. The housekeeper is like our mother now. My name is David. I'm the oldest. My little sister, Taylor, is nine. So that is the, uh, that gives you the, the opening of the book. Since, since we only have our dad now, he got us a housekeeper named Anna. She takes really good care of us. We need, we need her a lot. Today my heart is broken. Just got a call to come identify a body that, that could be my dad. Huh. That ain't good. The lady, the lady on the phone says, your father has been killed by police while walking home from work. After all my tears and pain, I call Anna, and she comes over and takes us to the hospital. The nurse takes us to a waiting room. It's quiet, and soon a doctor comes in and sits down and explains to us that they have a body and it's been shot by police. And the ID given was used to look up his phone number and address. That is how we found you. That's the doctor telling us that. This book got me in motion when I when I was writing it. It kind of um, kind of was emotional writing this book. We are going to take you back to a room and. We need you to. We need your help to identify, confirm that this is who we think it is, David Senior. The doctor ushers us back to room, to a room where 
we see the body and it is noticeable just from the look of the sheet covering him. You see, my dad was a was a good 300 pounds and the sheet is not covering him completely. He was a gentle giant and he, and he loved his family. He would do anything for his family. David has just identified his dad's body at the hospital. What a big undertaking for a 16-year-old young man. The preacher came in to console them. Anna and David ride home from the hospital with all the pain and planning of a, of a funeral. David is angry. That's David Jr. That's the, that's the uh, yeah, he's angry now. The news is playing on the TV. Little boy just got shot walking home with a fruit drink. Then a flash comes on TV. Man was being choked out on TV. And they killed him on TV as he screamed out, I can't breathe. Then another little boy was shot and killed as he played in a park. Within five seconds of approach, the cop shoots this teen, this 10-year-old down and kills him. Mm. As we sit and talk, we realize that we are being shot and killed for no reason. No reason at all. No one is being held accountable for these state-sanctioned murders. Another news flash comes across the TV of a man getting shot in the back by police as he runs away from a traffic stop. Mm. It's getting late and Anna is Anna is uh, putting Taylor, my little sister, putting Taylor to bed. David is out on the porch and thinks, thinks about all these murders of, of innocent, unarmed black people. Now, do you now do how do you cope with uh, how do you cope with something like that at 16? He gets in the bed and he starts to dream. He dreams about his dad being shot and killed by police. He dreams about what happens and he's he starts to dream of what he could do about it. Scenes of old leaders, speeches come up, and the and the blacks are protect are protesting, are protecting the community. His dream is very is very vivid. His dream gets deeper, and he sees himself as a as a as a savior, trying to trying to figure out a way to help to help stop these sanctioned these uh, sanctioned murders of unarmed black people. <coughs> Excuse me. Of unarmed black people. His dreams, his dream gets really animated and he starts to move around on the bed. He is seeing his father being gunned down like a dog and no one is there to help him as he is as he is as he is not being attended to while the pigs stand over him and watch him die 
David is awakened by, by Anna, the housekeeper. She notices he she notices he is sweating and breathing hard, and she asks him what is wrong. He tells her of his dream of doing something to avenge his father's death and his idea of stopping these murders by white people with badge and gun. David wakes up the next morning, never gets into David wakes up the next morning, never gets into trouble in school, all on a roll and very active in sports, basketball and football. School is out and he is he and his friend his friend name is Sims comes over. Sim comes over. They go to pick up a game or two at the basketball or basketball at the basketball court. He starts to tell uh, Sims about his plans of doing something about about these murders. And he shares his idea of taking away from the guilty pigs an important part of their life as they have taken away our important family members. So him and uh, Sim, he's him and Sim, he's running his plan by his buddy. So after a couple of games, they they walk they walk to the store, and as they are and as they are coming out, they notice a white cop again holding a gun on an unarmed black male. Damn. So Sim raises the idea of taking away from them what they have taken from us. We're not gonna. We're not. We're not gonna do all the pigs, just the ones getting attention and paid leaves for murder of unarmed black people. You know. That pig comes home one day, and the family is missing. That is the idea to stop these sanctioned murders. Sims is my friend but he is gone crazy but I like it <laughs> what else do we have what else do we have to live for if our lives are, are not valued or protected by the same system that is taking our dollars and using that money to buy bullets and juries and judges and racist pigs Our lives mean nothing to them. We walk around, we walk around and and look and look at all all the white people going about their day without a care in the world. They look so happy and seem so free to do as they please. And we are timid and searching out and, and teaching our children how to get home from the racist pigs. Sims and David Jr. get together one night and start thinking of where and when and how to strike this plan strike this plan up. Sim says there is no turning back. There's no turning back now. Once we are in, we're in. David shakes his head in agreement. Okay. So it's just um the opening part of the book and it's 
starts to give you some idea of what David Jr. is um, is planning. Okay.